for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to another edition of Shout Out. This week it's the launch of the final of the Shout Out Listeners Awards. Uh, plus uh, the numbers. We look at the ONS stats. Uh, and the first ever official survey for over-16s uh, LGBT plus community. Ooh. Ooh, plus news, views and a few tracks. Uh, all coming today right here on Shout Out. I always try to do like a really deep voice and I let myself down time and time again. Thank you. I think Lara's the deepest of all of us when she does. Yeah, yeah, I agree. How is everybody on this Thursday Eve? How are you? Fabulous. That weather's awful. Yes, it is. A bit like it was last night and all. uh, Yeah, yeah. there's been flooding up in their bath. Up in their bath. Up in their bath. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sorry, I was doing it how Steph would say it, up in their bath. But I would say up in their bath. (laughs) Any opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Just turn the taps off if your bath's flooding, you know. You should. I've heard that. I've heard that. But yeah, the roads are a little bit lethal tonight. So if you are on them, Mm. be careful. Yeah, be careful. But it still doesn't, it's not right. I mean, we had that like week where it was freezing and we haven't really had anything since yet. I'm, I'm still waiting for like a big like freeze and loads of snow or something mm. it's yeah. getting cooler next week is it yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're pretty good as a weather woman what temperatures are we looking at oh we're looking at probably six to eight highs I was okay. just waiting for a say scorchio then scorchio <laughs> <laughs> you, we're you, not going to get you have to be of a certain generation oh I know remember scorchio. the fast show oh I love scorchio. the fast show <laughs> I absolutely love it and uh, my favourite though is isn't everything brilliant <laughs> I used to like the guy that walked out of the shed and he used to say things like today I will mostly be wearing Paisley. Yeah. <laughs> I l- the only one I remember that was uh, this week I'd been mostly eating yogurt and then just walked straight back in. <laughs> yeah, that's my era. Very We're not that surreal. far apart in age, Andy. No, no, true. Just a couple of years. Well, I always think you're a lot younger than me, but you're not. I do look very so. young, thank you. So. Anyway, um, uh, we've got something really special coming up right at the end of the show. Uh, the shout-out listeners was the finals are going to open, and we'll Ooh. take you through uh, some of the people that are going to be in mm. it as finalists. Yes, we, we've pretty much got hold of almost everybody, I think. Yes. Um, so I think I think pretty much everyone is coming, which is great. It's all very exciting. It's really exciting. I feel like I it's wait. all uh, our, our, um, our little plan is coming together. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, but before we do that, we've got lots of stats coming up on the show, actually. Um, the first one, of course, we're going to kick off with is um, uh, the whole gender res- recognition. Um, it's not ACT, was it? GRC. Does it stand for? The gender recognition certificate was passed in Scotland a while ago, but everyone thought that uh, the UK government would stamp all over it and try and ban Scotland from doing it. But it looks as though what they're going to do is just not recognise it. So it means if somebody who has a Scottish GRC won't be able to use it in England, Wales or Northern Ireland. So that means passports, driving licence, anything official is not going to be recognised outside the borders of Scotland. Why? Exactly. Why? One good thing is that Wales wants to follow Scotland. 
Wales has a much more progressive government than England, I'd say. Yeah. It's <laughs> I think everyone's got a bit more Labour, of a progressive strong, government than us. Plaid Cymru is strong and also uh, the Liberal yeah. Democrats. So um, Mark Drayford said he's been chatting um, to um, um, Nicola Sturgeon and um, he wants to go the same way. Um, but at the moment, Wales is not allowed to do that because Wales doesn't have the same powers as mm. Scotland does. So they're asking oh, yes. the UK government for more powers. That's interesting, isn't it? Because that raises a lot of constitutional issues as well, doesn't it? About it does. the settlement of 1999 and, as you say, the, the rights and responsibilities of the Scottish Parliament and the Welsh Assembly. Mm. Yeah. What, what's the yeah. settlement in 1999? Was that when that they was devolved? When, that was when devolution came in. The Scottish Parliament was set up. Um, after a referendum and in Wales a Welsh Assembly but as Steph indicates the Welsh Assembly doesn't have the same powers that the Scottish Parliament Um, has that's why it's called an Assembly not a a Parliament parliament. yeah yeah so it's so different one of these days we'll finally get there won't we you know but then we've said this for what we now on 13 years 14 years doing shout out (laughs) we've always said it would be lovely to see the day when the show is not needed yeah Um, but unfortunately probably not in our lifetime so (laughs) we've got a job for the time you've you've got plenty more Steph FM to come yeah it's fine so uh, anyway, I'm going to kick it straight off because um, we we got loads more coming up. We, we're going to be talking about the uh, ONS stats in a minute, the Office for National Statistics, um, who for the first time ever in the census actually voluntarily asked people um, mm. if they would say they're LGBT or plus or whatever. So, and we've got loads coming on that. Stay with us. Uh, you're listening to Shout Out. Back in a minute. <laughs> Shout Out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. On the 6th of January 2023, history was made. The first census estimates on gender identity and sexual orientation were released by the Office of National Statistics. There are 262,000 people living in England and Wales in March 2021 who identified with a gender different from their sex registered at birth. For the first time, a census of England and Wales asked people about their sexual orientation and gender identity. These new figures will be vital in helping shape services in years to come. There were responses from 45.7 million. That's 94% of respondents. Of people aged 16 years and over to the voluntary question, is the gender you identify with the same as your sex registered at birth? Some 45.4 million, 93.5%, answered yes, while a total of 262,000 people, 0.5%, answered no, indicating that their gender identity was different from their sex registered at birth. Within this group, 118,000, that's 0.24%, answered no, but did not provide a write-in response, and 48,000, That's 0.1%. Identified as a trans man, 48,000. 0.1%. Identified as a trans woman, 30,000. That's 0.06%. Identified as non-binary, 18,000. That's 0.04%. Wrote in a different gender identity. The remaining 2.9 million, that's 6%, did not answer the question on gender identity. 
Meanwhile, the ONS also asked voluntary question on sexual orientation for the first time for those aged 16 years and over. In total, 44.9 million people... That's 92.5%. ...answered the question. Around 43.4 million people... That's 89.4%. ...identified as straight or heterosexual. And 1.5 million people... That's 3.2%. ...identified with an LGB plus orientation gay or lesbian, bisexual or other sexual orientation. In total, 748,000... That's 1.5%. ...described themselves as gay or lesbian. 624,000... 1.3%. ...described themselves as bisexual. And 165,000... That's 0.3%. ...selected other sexual orientation. Of those who selected other sexual orientation, the most common write-in responses included... Pansexual, 112,000. That's 0.23%. Asexual, 28,000. 0.06%. Queer, 15,000. That's 0.03%. Another 10,000, that's 0.02%, wrote in a different sexual orientation, while the remaining 3.6 million, that's 7.5%, did not answer the question. Having these first census estimates about the population of England and Wales in relation to gender identity, as well as sexual orientation at a local level, is crucial, Office for National Statistics Director Jen Wolford said. They will ensure decision-makers have the best information so that they can better understand the extent and nature of disadvantage which people may be experiencing in terms of educational outcomes, health, employment and housing. This is just the first snapshot. In future analysis, we will be exploring sexual orientation and gender identity by key demographic variables, such as age and sex, as well as employment, health, education and ethnicity, amongst others. Concentrating on gender identity. Eight of the ten local authorities with the largest proportion of the population aged 16 years and over whose gender identity was different from their sex at birth were in London, with Newham 1.51% and Brent 1.31% having the highest proportions. The two non-London local authorities with the highest proportions were Oxford, 1.25%, and Norwich, 1.07%. In Wales, the local authorities with the highest percentage were Cardiff, 0.71%, and Cerdijon, 0.7%. In terms of specific gender identities, Brenton Newham also had the highest percentages who identified as a trans man, 0.28% and 0.25% respectively, while Barking and Dagnum had the highest percentage who identified as a trans woman, 0.25%. In Wales, Cardiff had the highest percentage who identified as a trans man, 0.12%, and had the highest percentage who identified as a trans woman, 0.13%. The five local authorities with the highest proportion of the population aged 16 years and over who identified as non-binary were all outside London. Brighton and Hove had the highest percentage, 0.35, followed by Norwich, 0.33, and Cambridge, 0.26. Cairdidion, 0.23, had the highest percentage of people who identified as non-binary of any local authority in Wales. Regarding sexual orientation, the local authority with the largest LGB plus population among those aged 16 years and over was Brighton and Hove with 10.7%. Seven of the other local authorities in the top 10 were London with the largest LGB plus populations residing in the City of London with 10.3%, Lambeth 8.3% and Southwark 8.1%. In Wales, the local authorities with the largest LGB plus populations were Cardiff with 5.3%, 
Kedijin with 4.9% and Swansea 3.4%. I'm Ezra Peregrine and I identify as non-binary, pansexual and my pronouns are they, them. I'm Steffi Barnett and I'm a trans woman. My sexuality is pan. My pronouns are she, her. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. Mm, well, some quite interesting stats there, really, isn't it? So It was. It's um, quite interesting because it's always been that kind of... I mean, ever since I can remember, it's always been, they said, one in ten. Yeah. yeah. It's not quite. No. No, it's, no. that's a, a very broad brushstroke, mm. which was always claimed by gay activists. But the one in ten thing comes from the Alfred Kinsey report, Sexual Behaviour in the Human Male, from 1948. Oh, gosh. It's which, actually, that far, it? which actually recorded that one in ten males will have... Uh, a sexual experience leading to orgasm with another man during their lifetime. Oh, okay. But that doesn't necessarily oh, right, mean yeah. they're gay. They might be a heterosexual man in prison, for example. <laughs> or they might say, just be experimenting. Or they might be experimenting that, with their sexuality. Which is fine to do. Yeah. So that's Absolutely. where the one in ten thing came from. Yeah. yeah. Well, one thing that um, surprised me was I, as um, being trans personally, and I was editor of a, a magazine, a trans magazine called Touchstone for 10 years in the 90s. We always assumed that there was a larger number of trans women than there was trans men. Well, this census debunks that. And in mm. fact, it's actually equal. Yeah. 48,000. So 0.1% identifies trans men and 0.1% identifies trans women. Can I ask why you thought there'd be a difference? It was because what was being said at the time by government figures, but obviously without a proper census, this is the first time mm. that, that people have actually had their own say rather it's than uh, the odd university picking numbers up yeah. and think, and the um, extrapolation of figures that they might do in one town. Mm. Um, and there was always this uh, larger figure of, of trans women. So over the years, that if that was true, it's obviously changed now. Mm. I suppose it's very difficult to know if there's been um, an increase or whether, you know, the numbers were always very similar, um, just that the stats were being recorded in a way that didn't Mm. show the... um, the true sort of um, the true numbers, I suppose, is what so I'm trying did, to say. There. Did, does it also so with the number of people identified as gay and the number of people who identified as lesbian similar, or does it does it not break that down enough? No, it does. Yeah, I'm, I, I've got the gender figures in front of me at the moment. Let's see if I can get back to the sexual orientation mm. bit. Mm. Um, um, not not that it matters. I'm just I'm just curious. Well, you know? well it is interesting that. Uh, during the sort of 1990s, I seem to remember, a lot of sexologists and students of, of that sort of field of statistics always assumed there were more gay men, numerically, yeah. than, than lesbian women. I, I'd be surprised. I, I bet you, I'm sure it's equal. I, I, I'm yeah. betting it's equal as yeah. well. That, that would be If my you guess. put um, gays and lesbians together as 1.5% of England and Wales population... Um, if you're bisexual, it's one point three percent. So it's not too far behind, no, is it? Not. When you could, when you, and that's by adding well, both um, gay and lesbian also, identifiers. There was a huge stigma about being bisexual until I would say the last mm, eight to ten years. Yeah. Um, if that actually, I'd say maybe the last five years, yeah. the stigma uh, is slowly being broken down. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if people maybe twenty years ago said lesbian or gay. 
Um, whereas now I feel people are, are more comfortable. I came out as um, bisexual and um, within my community was asked to pick a side. Um, but that was just my experience and I do know that other people struggled as well. No, no, no. And I, and I do remember the bias as well. But I mean, if you go back that far as well, I mean, we've had conversations about this many times before, you know, being trans and the like was almost non-existent as far as the general population because it was obviously always there yeah exactly the same as gay men and bi people etc have always been there but yeah. of course when equality is not as as big as it is now um, the more oppressed everyone is the the yeah. the smaller the group the the less the less that they're, they're known so and i do remember that I, I remember when i first came out you know the, the, the excuse was always used um say you're bisexual because then you can go back if you change your mind oh it was always what a, a lot of people said. But yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. and, and and it's a really bad thing. And you look back on it, and you're like, actually, I was young and naive, and you know, and I was being told this. It wasn't like I, it was necessarily what I believed. It was just, you know, yeah. that that was a thought. And they were like, you can't be bisexual, and we now know you you, you definitely can. Yes. I mean, I was sat, sat opposite oh, Matthew, and I know I know that's how yes, you were. Yeah, it, absolutely. You know? I was just coming there um, because um, it w- it was far easier when I was younger to say that I'm gay uh, as opposed to bisexual because I get so many questions oh you're just still deciding you haven't made your mind up yet you know? oh that's interesting because no, you, you and I are almost the same generation we about, are, aren't yeah, we right. Where, whereas my, my experience of it was it, it was a safety net it, it mm. was a way to come out as gay oh. um, and, it, and it, if you said you were by you could say well yes but i mainly play with women you know yeah i like to do it every now and again and it was a safety net that meant that you could go back and it was so prevalent i remember it was really? always what what was said back in the in the 90s perhaps i'm unique mm. in that but I, I don't know that, that was just my experience you know no i don't um, think you are unique in that i think it just depends on, on what people you're socializing with on your lgbt community um the size of your lgbt community and and the shared experiences of those people yeah anyway i'm really pleased it's moved on yes yeah, you know. yeah. can i just um, give you the um, the differences between bisexual and gay or lesbian. In the southwest, there are equal percentages. But so it, does it tell you the difference between gay and lesbian? That was the original question. No, no it doesn't. No, 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 they don't separate it out. Right. No, it doesn't. Um, one point four three percent identify as gay or lesbian, and one point four three percent is bisexual in the southwest. That's so about the same. Yeah, everywhere else, it's a lower figure for bisexual versus gay and lesbian. Yeah. And it's nice to yeah, see there are other questions in there as well, like about being pansexual as well, because again, yeah. that's I'm, I'm sure it's a term that's been around for longer than we, we think, but most people think of that's quite a newer term. I, I don't recall it, is it a newer in, term. In, in the 90s. And no, it wasn't. Naughty. It wasn't around it wasn't in, in really. my vocabulary yeah. or anywhere in any you know in any educational setting. No, at nor mine. No, because no, for a long time I identified as, as lesbian until I understood what pan was yeah. when I'd heard it, and yeah. I thought, okay, that's a nicer term because it means you could fall in love with a person yeah mm. um and it doesn't matter about their mm. gender yeah absolutely then you have demisexual which is forming a emotional um bond or attachment uh, deep emotional attachment to somebody before you can have romantic and sexual feelings for them mm. yeah and asexual is where you don't experience attraction no right? do do experience attraction but but uh, for for most asexual people they don't have um a, a sexual desire but however desire. that isn't yeah. true right. for all some people do develop sexual desires for their partners it is a spectrum it That's is a, a spectrum it is with a lot of these things yeah. Yes. Yeah. indeed Matthew so anyway uh, i mean i look at it and i see see the numbers and i think wow considering so such a small percentage although it's a lot of people by by comparison to the total amount 
that small percentage have helped with allies to get the equality we've got mm. today mm. and it starts yeah. to make you realize just how difficult it is in other mm-hmm. countries when that tiny little percentage is trying to fight the same yeah. fight that we went through all those decades it ago. does make you are. wonder um, why the <coughs> tourists think that just point one percent of the population <laughs> you know what i was going to say exactly well i wasn't going to put frame it quite in those words but i was going to say you know a very very small percentage of the population relative to to the majority and yet it's often portrayed as some kind of threat or that there's a big conspiracy or something like that and all minorities i guess you know one of my friends is jewish and i've I've spoken to them about some of the similarities between the long history of the jewish people being blamed for things and anti-semitism and homophobia and how dynamically they they both rest on bizarre ideas about conspiracy and mm. taking over the world and all this kind of stuff well, unfortunately it always is it's always minority it's always there's always an excuse and uh, something made up to fuel it I and everything so. I've ever, ever seen, so. whether it's you know homophobia or transphobia or racism or or xenophobia, whatever it is, mm. in order to try and push the message that they're trying to push, there's always some underlying thing, and you listen to it, and you're just like, "What?" Mm. Yeah, Nicola Sturgeon had a, a good argument because she came up with the exact figures of um, all the um, emergency places that women can go. Um, for for safety and security, and that the turfs don't think that trans women should be in those places. The Scottish care system have been taking in trans women into these safe houses, mm-hmm. along with cis women, who, and over fifteen years, and not one thing has happened. Yeah. Not no, one no. attack. Nothing. No. Well, I think it was Nicholas Sturgeon as well that turned around and said, I don't believe that men want to change their gender to attack women in, in toilets. Yes, you know, absolutely. <laughs> uh, regrettably, women don't need to. No. I mean, that, you know, we live in a society yeah. in which and men attack Which has yeah. never happened anywhere on earth. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we, we're, we're running over. This is one of those kind of conversations you it could have for hours, couldn't you? It's nice to see it in the census is the, is the great thing, yeah. and it's really nice to get such a glimpse of our um, own communities um, here in the UK. So... But with that, uh, should we get some news headlines? Of course. I'm sorry, did I catch you mid drink then? I'm just preparing, <laughs> preparing myself for the news. Has anyone got a lemon for Terry, by the way? That's usually what we need before we do the news. Right. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is Shout Out News on Thursday, the 12th of January. I pray former Pope Benedict rests in the arms of our loving and forgiving God. So says Father Bernard Lynch, writing for both the Gay Newswire Pink News and the network We Are Church Ireland, an organisation which works to uphold the progressive and human values, sorry, humanitarian values within the Roman Catholic Church worldwide. The former Pope, who BBC Radio 4 notes became the first pontiff in 600 years to resign back in 2013, caused much damage to LGBTQIA plus Catholics and progressive Catholics everywhere, remarked Father Lynch. He wrote also, His irresponsible way of dealing with the sexual abuse crisis ravaging the Church and his blind refusal to consider the ordination of women or married priests was a problem. 
Father Lynch says, quote, in his misleadingly titled letter published in October 1986 on the pastoral care of homosexual persons, he labelled us disordered in our nature and evil in our love. People with AIDS were blamed by the church for their disease, and in despair, many good Catholics took their own lives. This was a new low in the long and troubled journey of the Catholic institutional church. Never, to my knowledge, have a sick and dying community been blamed anywhere or any time for their disease. Father Lynch goes on to add insult to injury. Those of us advocating for legal protection in jobs and housing for our dying brothers and sisters were told that it was understandable that efforts to secure civil rights for LGBTQIA plus people would be met with violence. What this in fact did, by excusing such behaviour, was expose us to violent attacks on the streets of our towns and cities and in the courts. Father Lynch's assessment was met with approval by various LGBTQIA plus and progressive Catholics, but who still offered prayers and wishes for the rest of the former pontiff. The LGBT plus lobbying charity Stonewall has called on its supporters to mobilise to prevent the latest attempt by central government to take rights away from transgender people and pander to their political supporters who read the Daily Mail and the Daily Telegraph, two intransigent opponents of trans equality. In addition, left-wing papers have accused the government of trying to weaponise trans issues to change the focus away from their internal divisions and scandals, such as the earnings of MPs. Scottish activists also believe that the government is trying to engineer a constitutional crisis with the Scottish Parliament in order to impose Westminster authority in Scotland, which has enjoyed limited self-government since the reforms of the Blair administration. Stonewall takes up the story saying the government announced it may stop recognising gender recognition certificates from as many as 14 countries, including Canada, New Zealand and Australia. This is an unprecedented and spiteful attack on trans people who want to make their lives in Britain. And this comes as the UK government considers whether to block gender recognition reforms voted through in Scotland last month by a decisive majority of MSPs from every party. Reforms that it would, it would make it easier for trans people living in Scotland to live and work with dignity. Stonewall is in urging people to lobby their MPs and have an action page on their website. The highly active North Somerset LGBT Plus Forum has been in touch with its supporters to outline their plans for events in January and February, which are centred on North Somerset's main town, Western Supermare, on the Bristol Channel coast. Check out Rumble in the Jumble, for example, a fundraising eco-friendly chance to seek out pre-loved books, games, DVDs and CDs at the Forum shop at 68 Meadow Street. These will take place on Sunday the 15th and Sunday the 29th of January. Coffee, Chatter and Cake takes place at Waterstones Bookstore in the Sovereign Centre. And from February, the North Somerset LGBT Plus Forum will be hosting a fundraising quiz night as part of LGBT Plus Socialites, thanks to their friends at the gay-friendly Sanctuary Cafe at 33 Orchard Street. The quiz will take place on the first Friday of every month from 6pm to 8pm. There will be five rounds of ten questions, including music and picture rounds, and entry will be £2 per person, with a maximum of five individuals per team. The first session will take place on Friday the 3rd of February and is a perfect way to kick off your weekend in the town. For more information, pop along to our news feed for a link to the North Somerset Forum website.
The Secretary of State for Culture has written to the Prime Minister to recommend that the government abandons previous proposals to privatise Channel 4 television, the network known for innovation, progressive news, views and which is often considered to be our station. Since its launch in November 1982, Channel 4 and its subsidiary networks like Film 4 have not cost the taxpayers anything because they are financed through advertising, but they are owned for the public by an independent corporation. Nadine Doris, the far-right culture secretary and under the Liz Truss government, had tried to propose uh, privatising the channel, but her successor, Michelle Donlan, disagrees. Whilst the government has not confirmed any definite plans on Channel 4, Labour were quick to name the Conservative Party as fanatical on wanting revenge on the channel for its supposed left-wing leanings. Labour's shadowed culture secretary Lucy Powell said the Conservatives' vendetta against Channel 4 was always wrong for Britain. Growth in our creative economy and a complete waste of everyone's time. BBC Radio Wiltshire reported on Saturday that Swindon Pride Festival will return on August the 12th. The Brief News article stated that the event would take place in the Old Town Gardens as previously. And finally, West Midlands-based LGBTQIA plus radio station Gorgeous FM reports that actor Noel Schnapp, who plays Will Byers in the hit Netflix programme Stranger Things, has formally come out as gay in a statement on social media. Mr Schnapp remarked on his own sexuality as being the same as that of his character on the show, saying, I guess I'm more similar to Will than I thought. Pink Nudes adds that Mr Schnapp has been inundated with love and support from the international LGBTQIA communities for his coming out. For these news stories and many more, we update our website every day. Check out us at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Matthew Tosh and Terry Starr. Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. The finals for the Shout Out Listeners Awards will open very soon. Oh, you thought I was going to do it, though, didn't you? Oh, yeah. No, not, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> very, very clever. You've got about 15 minutes or so. We have. So, it's exciting. Ask your questions now. What, me? Yeah. Who's who's up? Who's, who's in? Who's up? Who are we talking about? Do you, do you want to go Need through? names. Should, Let's should, do it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so should, should we start with the first category? Oh, um, go on. Uh, performers, artists and writers. Uh, there are one, two, three, four, five, six... I should have written that before. I? <laughs> six, six awards in that category. Uh, You've got Best Performer, Best Performance Group or Show, uh, Best Drag Artist, Best Podcast, Best Community Radio Show and Best Literary Work. 
So many brilliant, oh, no. brilliant, um, brilliant options, <laughs> brilliant, <laughs> brilliant awards, brilliant people, so. and brilliant people. And they've all yeah. been so humble because we've been trying to contact them in the last couple of weeks. Let them know that they're in yeah. the finals. So, uh, but kicking off, best performer, we have got Jordan Gray, the lovely Jordan oh, Gray, yeah. um, who's travelling, but hopefully going to try and make it back uh, for the awards. If not, she's going to send a lovely message. Isn't she? Yeah, I'm she's really looking cool. forward to, to that either way. So, Tom Marshman's up there. You might know him. He's uh, a local chap who does yeah. loads of things across Bristol. Um, yeah. One of my favourite memories of him is um, when he was in the Pretty Polly um, competition do you he remember was. all those years ago he, he came on the show to talk about yeah it, been so. a long standing friend mm. to us yeah um, bright light bright light Bristol guys um, I think he's over New York play at the moment but yeah again, Rod lives in New York but he might be coming over he might be mm. here yes yeah. it, it seems quite fortuitous he might even be in this this area mightn't he at that exact same time yeah so, so he's, he's really going to try and make to it to the awards yeah, yeah. Um, Antonia Purdy Yes, amazing, and we also have Rosie Jones. Mm. So there you go, that's your yes. lineup for best performer. Great. <laughs> um, Great best selection. performance group or show. Um, lovely, we've got singer in there as always. Of course, singer Bristol, the lovely um, uh, choir that is our first ever guests on our pink sofa, as we used to call it. Back. Oh, <laughs> really? Did yeah. you? Yeah. Wow, that's before so. my time. <laughs> um, and, and some new ones that we, we've never had before. So, Bayos, uh, Bristol Amateur Operatic Society, yeah. um, are in there. Um, Brizzle Boys, oh yeah, um, Slaughterhouse Bristol, and Impermanence Dance. Yeah, also listeners, um, because it was you amazing listeners who voted, if there are any here that you don't know, I would say check them out because all the people that have got through to the finals are very, very talented mm. um, LGBTQI plus people. Now, we've done something to help you, you with that. Oh, have we? Yeah, when, when you go to <laughs> vote on the form, um, you will see links to every single person. Um, that I could find links to I, I think there's only about two or three missing and if you see that I haven't got a link for you let me know what it is um, and we're quite happy to add it but we've done it so that you can actually go and see uh, who ah, the people are that you're voting for you think for, of so. everything anyway do you want to do uh, best drag artist yes we have <laughs> the glorious Miss Beaver um, who is quite an exceptional drag artist from Bristol we have Alyssa Vandell we have Fanny Burns Tea Coffee and Archibald Mystery yes mm. Our first drag king. Well, not our first. Oh, not no, our first. No, not our first. Oh, sorry. No. Okay. <laughs> not our first drag king. <laughs> so. And then we've got bed po- best podcast. Yes, I can't. I'm so pleased this first one was in there. I was quite. I, I phoned Ella and let her know. Yes. And she yeah. jumped for joy. So you want to see who it is? Doctor Who redacted. Ah. Yeah. Which, uh, which of course. Yeah. Uh, is it was it produced and directed or produced yeah. by yeah, Ella? She was pr- yeah, and directed. Yeah. 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 Uh, for yeah. those listeners that listened for a long time, you might remember Ella. Ella Watts joined us for a yeah. while. Went on to do amazing things. She, yeah, she worked has. for BBC Sounds for a while, which is when yeah. she did Doctor Who Redacted. Um, and she she's now working for a different company up in Manchester doing yeah. streamwork for herself. But uh, it's always so sweet in crediting us with helping her mm. get into yes, radio. And it was lovely to see. I don't know if you've listened to Doctor Who Redacted. It is amazing. It's yes, it well is. worth a listen. Mm. So. That's on BBC. It's a podcast within a podcast. Yes, it is. Yes, with a a certain blue box. (laughs) (laughs) Tiny whiny. Then we have Transplaining with Jordan Gray. Uh, I was listening to that yesterday. I've listened to to most of the episodes now. Absolutely fantastic podcast by the wonderful Jordan. And then we've got what? That old queen? Uh, That's um, Bernie Hodges. Hodge? 
Hodgehood, one of the two. It's <laughs> I remember Bernie. Yes, yes, yes been on the program yeah. several I can't, times. I can't remember. I yes. I've got the names of the people here. I should have written it down. <laughs> <kill me. laughs> I've known him for years. I've got his name wrong. So, um, and then a gay and a non-gay. Mm, yeah, that's one of my other house favourite podcasts. That yes, I've heard a really, great deal really about that one. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, and last but not least, the gender reveal. Hey. Yes, I'm not a fan of a gender reveal party, but I am a fan of the gender reveal podcast. I I think it's more one for the trans community to remember that one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, anyone can listen. Like, of course, like, can of course. Show, so. yes. uh, Best community radio show. We, we we obviously go out on quite a few stations these days. Mm-hmm. So uh, this this went a lot further um, than it has done before. Uh, Keen, I've got Shea Coffee. Shea's Sunday sessions over on Medway Pride. Medway covers Kent, East Kent. So we're central and east, isn't it? Medway. That's The Nightcap again on Medway Pride. Um, back more this way you've got Living for the Streets over on Ujima Radio the Paula and Amanda show Trans Radio UK oh, I, I know that really Andy like, uh, yes yeah. Terry um, and me really enjoy that yes. <laughs> Terry could probably talk about that one for quite a while and then the Saturday show live with Ollie Lewis the yeah. lovely Ollie Lewis that's a bath, bath radio, radio isn't yeah. it yeah, yes, bath bath yeah. Radio. if you listen to Bristol Pride's uh, our Bristol Pride broadcast last year Ollie was with us lovely guy he was indeed so and then um, finally uh, first time ever we've had someone in um, twice in an award yes and this is for best literary work um, David Bowie Made Me Gay by Daryl Bullock great book um, great The book. Ozone Hotel by Robert Kyle another We've good had him, book had him on the show yeah, haven't we yeah. um, The Transgender Issue by Sean Fay um, and again Daryl Bullock but this time with Pride Pop and Politics mm-hmm. another amazing book yes. um, and then finally uh, Carrie Kills a Man by Carrie Marshall brilliant book sir well yeah. done listeners yeah. it's a really really deep meaning like um, name for a book that one Carrie Kills yeah. a Man but it's not, not quite how it sounds yeah Carrie's not going to be able to make it um, if she wins because she lives in Scotland but oh, right. um, she she's thanks the listeners for putting her through yeah Cool. Uh, so, moving on to event. I'm just conscious of time. So, because uh, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of, lot of nominations. So, uh, events. We got best free event, best festival, best newcomer event, which means that it had to have opened quite recently, um, and best community event. Do you want me to do a speed read? Yeah. Okay, best free event, Transcaf Pride Comic Art Festival. Oh, it's uh, moved. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Trans Pride Southwest, Bristol Butch Bar. Yes. I've not heard of Bristol Butch Bar. No, this is the first time I heard mm. of them as well. It's yeah, a, but we finally got in touch with them. Yes, we did <laughs> via the Instagrammer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so best festivals now, as you kind of expect, be, being LGBT plus, these are all prides. These ended up being, which is quite cool. So, uh, the lovely Bristol Pride are in there. Uh, we got Pride in Western, um, sa- uh, sorry, Trans Pride Southwest, Medway Pride, and Gloucester Pride. Oh, wonderful, lovely selection. Great. And then for best new newcomer event we have got southwest fetish men bristol butch bar behind the velvet curtain sober coffee board games so which is trans pride southwest it's one of their events isn't it so so again some new ones in there um so for best uh community event um again um pride comic art festival pride cafe as it's called is uh, up from there uh we've got outspace lgbt plus community days trans caf um and rainbow cafe um which is uh, run by gay west over in bath and then for best support group or organization we have got brigstow mermaids 
Truck Listens, North Somerset LGBT Forum, and Phoenix Song Project. Mm. Really, really, really wonderful groups and organisations yeah. there. Um, a sports went a bit further this year as yeah. well. Um, so um, uh, again, the lovely Bisons are RC, RFC, I think they actually are, um, are in there. But the Bristol Bisons, uh, we got Truck United Football Club, we've got the Bristol Panthers Football Club, but out to swim, which actually have several branches um, yeah. around the country. Which yeah. one is here in in Bristol? Um, and Bristol Swifts Badminton. And in Best Social Group, we've got Blossom LGBT CIC. We have Southwest Fetish Men. We have Manchester Leathermen and Transcaf. So, again, uh, going up to Manchester, I was really yeah. surprised. Quite, quite nice to see. So. It is. So, on that slot, then, are um, people and places. Uh, these are always quite fun ones, these, because especially when it comes to Best Bar Person, they'll get, they, they get very competitive about it. So, it's <laughs> lovely to see. Uh, but in this one, we've got Best Bar, Best Nightclub, Best Club Night, Best Bar Person, Best Eatery or Restaurant are your awards. So. So for the best bar, we have the brilliant Bristol Bear Bar, the Old Market Tavern, Old Castle Green, OMG, and Proud Bar Western Superman. Should point out there's an OMG bar. Yes, oh, there, sorry. There is the club. Oh, so. Yes, correct. Which you might end up in. Yes. <laughs> Afterwards. So I actually saw OMG Club in... Um, um, Oh, it was on in one of the films on TV. Oh, was it? Yeah, I'll come back to that. In a minute, okay. Anyway, so, uh, best uh, nightclub, OMG. Uh, so not the bar, the, the actual club on the other side of the road. Uh, the Queen Shilling, uh, TLC, which is down in Bridgewater, and Pulse over in Cardiff. Cardiff. That's a nice, uh, nice uh, variety as well. Mm. And then for best club night, you've got Don't Tell Your Mother at uh, D. Oh, oh, sorry, DTYM, which is Don't Tell Your Mother. Uh, Fet Club, Bear Pit, Reflux. And I think there might be one more. No, that's no. it for that category. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Uh, no, uh, I'll tell you where these people are as well. So best bar person. Again, I love this one. It's great. Uh, the lovely Mike Coe, who um, um, is from uh, Oldcastle Green. Uh, Steve Keating from um, the Bristol Bear Bar. Andy Nichols from the Queen's Shilling. Mike Dante Crosby from Old Market Tavern. And Robin Freeman from the Queen Shilling. So um, they are your best bar people. <laughs> and so. then we have for best eatery or restaurant, the good old Bambalan. Um, I've eaten there a few times. They're wonderful. They're nice. Very, very queer friendly. And there's Eat Your Greens, which are a vegan um, LGBTQI plus supportive um, eatery. We have the Phoenix, the Old Market Tavern and... Mugshots. Mugshots. Mm. Lovely, lovely steak place, Mugshots. Ah. It's in... Um, just off from St Nick's Market, if you know it. Okay, lovely, no, I, I don't. Place. So finally, on to um, Shoutout's most prestigious awards, the Gold Awards. Uh, now, you may remember previous years when we have run this, it's had one called Local Hero of the Year, yeah. and that was the only award we did. Re- renamed it, because um, obviously our uh, listenership has grown a little bit, so uh, we've now, and we've it's expanded it, so we've got um, three awards in it. So we have Most Diverse Company, uh, which is designed to be awarded to a company that goes above and beyond the statutory uh, requirements um, for equality and the like and does things for our community. There is the um, 
Make It Happen Award, uh, which is designed to be awarded to someone who's behind the scenes, not normally in the limelight. We do a lot of, you know, like giving giving away awards, and uh, you get a lot of people in our community who you see a lot of. Yeah. Um, but there's always a lot of really good people behind the scenes who make things happen, um, uh, without which these amazing things wouldn't happen. So that's what that award's for. And then, as I said, uh, we have uh, the big one, which is Hero of the Year. So, um, starting off with Diverse Company, uh, we've got Hargreaves Lansdowne. We have. We've got Duchess Media. Uh, we've got the Watershed. The University of Bristol. And Virgin Airlines. Lovely to see. So, um, <laughs> now, um, I will let you know, on the website, there is all the, the actual what people said when they submitted these people for these next nominations. I'm not going to read them all out here because uh, just just pretty because of yeah. time. Um, but you can go read about why they were nominated for it. People said some it. really moving they things. They said some lovely, lovely things. They did. Yeah. So, really so for the Make It Happen Award, which is for the kind of people who are behind the scenes, we've got Spencer from Transpride Southwest. We've got Paul Studley, um, who you may know is uh, the proprietor of the Shilling and uh, TLC down in um, uh, Bridgewater. We've got Jane Graham McMorrow, who is behind the scenes and does a huge amount of Bristol Pride. Um, We have Claire Lowe, who I think is more commonly known for uh, a lot of different drag... Yes, Wig in a Box Promotions. Um, yes. And uh, again, uh, absolutely fantastic what, what they've been doing um, there. And then we have Mike Ed- Edney, which is a, a posthumous nomination. Yes, for BCFM. Mike um, is or was one of the techs here at BCFM yes. and uh, has been responsible for um, a lot of different broadcasts and, and the like and looking after studios. Um, very sadly, he passed away this year and he's, he's greatly missed. But uh, he has been nominated and made it into the finals. So uh, um, his wife has very kindly agreed to let us... Um, enter him into the finals and uh, should he win she'll be there to uh, receive the award lovely Lovely. Um, and then we have the big one of all hero of the year Um, kicking off with Ada HD Um, so if anybody's been seeing any of the tabloids over the last year or so ADHD um, really uh, did have to uh, manage quite a lot of um, homophobia Mm. Um, does drag queen story hour yes does drag queen story hour where there were um, people gathering outside um, causing a lot of a lot of issues. I can't think what the actual word is. Protesters was yes. it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, caused, caused a lot of distress and upset. Yeah. And ADHD handled it incredibly well. And uh, that's and I still think, brought loads of fun and enjoyment to absolutely, reading. Absolutely, absolutely. Cas right, so. um, Self uh, from Trans Pride Southwest. My God, there's a huge list of what Cas um, has done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> take me five minutes to read it. It's all on the website. Um, loads and loads of different things. Uh, Sheer coffee. Um, again, there's a massive list uh, for here. Uh, her Lucy Clark um, and John Stockton, um, and John John's very well known in the uh, as one of the Leathermen uh, across yeah. uh, the UK. So yeah, so please do get onto the website. Yes. Um, and, so um, I can now do it. Actually, whoop. are you ready? Yes. The finals for the Shout Out Listeners Awards are now open. To see who's shortlisted for each award and to cast your vote, go to shoutoutradio.lgbt forward slash awards. Voting will close on midnight on the 12th of February. Then join us live at the Old Market Assembly in Bristol on Thursday the 23rd for our amazing awards ceremony sponsored by Hugo. There, we'll announce your winners. 
Entry to the ceremony is free but ticketed, so grab your tickets from our website. That address again, shoutoutradio.lgbt forward slash awards. So there you go. They're live. Go vote. Shoutoutradio.lgbt forward slash awards. Now, um, you do need tickets if you want to come to the ceremony. It's free. Uh, Tickets will be available from Monday. Uh, so uh, if you'd like, when you go and you vote, you can put your name and email address in and we'll, we'll ping you a reminder on, on Monday. But yeah, they'll be, be live on Monday. So Is that all through the website, Andy? Uh, all through, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the, the links to it are. So. Fab. Great. There's just so many amazing people who do so many incredible things all year round, quite tirelessly, um, for the LGBTQI plus community and, and are so passionate as well about being um, a voice um, and, and for some of these people being an ally, which I think is just so incredibly important as well. So yeah. please do have a look and, and, and vote. So, and a massive thank you to Hugo as well, who are sponsoring yes. the ceremony. Um, some of them are going to be there as well. Uh, if you've not heard of Hugo, uh, they do student accommodation uh, all across the world, including uh, here in Bristol, their lovely company. And uh, they very kindly are sponsoring the ceremony. So um, all the glitz and glamour you'll see <laughs> is very kindly courtesy um, of, of them and, and, and some amazing shout-out people too, because uh, there's lots of tech going on behind the scenes to organise yeah. it, to make it uh, what it is. So, But it's lovely. I mean, I don't know if you remember, I, I remember, over several years giving out um, all the awards and it just puts such a smile on people's face mm. and especially when you get that hero of the year one and you give it out it's all I can do not to cry and if they start bawling their eyes out I'm usually totally gone <laughs> <laughs> and me <laughs> Um, so yeah and we've got some uh, people coming down Um, we won't announce it yet we'll we'll save it for a a few weeks but we're hopefully going to have a few um, not celebrity celebrities I wish um, but some minor celebrities and some friends of the show uh, etc coming along to help give some of the uh, awards away as long as uh, as well as everyone here so uh, you're all going to be there aren't you I'm a celebrity so (laughs) (laughs) I'm famous in my own living room I'm going to get to see you all nicely dressed up yeah, maybe. Yeah, of course, of course you will. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that's it, I'm afraid. Gosh. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, it's like we... <laughs> it's like we time warp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, like, wrapped up in the words, I completely forgot about that. Anyway, uh, listen to um, past shows and the like at uh, shoutoutradio.lgbt. Uh, next week, uh, one story at a time. We talk to Jay about his trans journey. Uh, have a great time. Keep up with the shows. Keep your eye on the website. Please go and vote. Shoutoutradio.lgbt forward slash awards is the address you need. For myself and the rest of the team. Say bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye, then. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.